0: Hello everyone. This is Baljeet, your host for today's episode. Today with us, we have Abhishek Vashne, who is an architect at Cred. He has more than 10 years of experience working with various high-growth companies in India, and he's a great person to work with. And I'm excited about what he has to share with our listeners today. Uh, With that, I'll welcome Abhishek into the podcast. Hey
1: Baljeet, Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, and really excited to be part of your podcast today.
0: I gave a very brief introduction about you. I want you to tell our audience a little bit about what you do. Sure. Definitely, Baljit. So yeah, right now
1: I work as an architect at Credit. So I'm part of this group called Payment Checkout Offers. What this group does is, is that we take care of an order's life cycle, right? From adding to card, doing checkout, collecting payments, doing payouts in certain cases, figuring out the price, applying offers, uh, et cetera, right? and we provide this as a platform to different line of businesses uh, that we have at credit uh, for example bill payments or deposits or lending or e-commerce etc right that's what i do here before this i have worked with companies like razorpay flipkart uh, NetApp, oracle etc over the last uh, 10 plus years right so yeah that's what i do now apart from this i am personally also an open source enthusiast and i also like to contribute to open source and I have recently also started building communities and and and, and, being, and being a part of a few uh, meetups, uh, et cetera, as well. Right?
0: Can you tell our audience a little bit about how your typical day looks like? Typical day, Baljit well, varies from day to day. So most of the times,
1: uh, the, my day starts at around uh, 10, 30, 11 a.m. Uh, I would have a few stand-ups in the morning. Then there might be a few meetings around uh, some brainstorming sessions with the team or some planning meetings, uh, it could be a sprint planning meeting, or it could be a, a quarter planning meeting or whatever, right? Then there might be uh, some design reviews or architecture reviews with, with with the wider team across the company, right? So this is how a typical day goes like, and in between if I find some time, or I also try to contribute, write code, or uh, study something or figure out uh, what needs to be done.
0: You mentioned about a wide variety of tasks yeah uh, that vary in the depth and the breadth some of the things that you mentioned right maybe writing some code is very low level and then reviewing certain documents and uh, doing that across different teams so is that something which is typical of an architect or is it something very specific to you
1: <clears throat> so balji unfortunately that's the case and uh as you rightly mentioned right uh, many a times you would have to jump from one context or one setting to another setting and make sure that you have all the required context or you are able to pick up uh, the context of the meeting or pick up the problem statement in in whatever domain uh, the it is being solved right Uh, and many a times when you're doing more thorough reviews right uh, you would also have to go deep into a particular aspect or a particular let's say an rca meeting or whatever right so i would say this is probably expected and this is part of an architect job wherein you need to have depth Uh, And you also need to have good, good breadth on different areas.
0: So Abhishek, uh, I know that you are from mechanical branch. You are not from computer science or electrical or electronics. It would be great if you can tell us a little bit about how did you develop your interest in computer science and how did you end up becoming a software engineer and then an architect?
1: Yeah, Baljit. Well, sure. So that's uh, pretty interesting. So yeah, I I did my undergrad in mechanical engineering, and after that, I also did my masters, which was in computer science, by the way. Uh, so my interest in computer science uh, actually began began during my first or second year of college, right? And uh, how it began was also through a through a problem uh, that I identified, right? <clears throat> so uh, during during those days uh, in our college, we Uh, never used to have uh, online results right so our semester results used to come on pasted on uh, physical boards right this was this was year 2006 or something right so uh, i sort of identified that hey this is a very big challenge because uh, most of the folks would be out for vacations etc right and it'll be tough for them to figure out what their scores are or uh, cgpas are right then i thought hey why can't there be a website or a or a portal where somebody can just uh, look at their scores online uh, so that was the problem statement which i wanted to solve and that in- inherently made me uh, learn about coding and learn about building websites etc right and uh, at that point in time i had zero idea about how to build a website right so with whatever spotty internet connection we used to have at that point in time i sort of learned how to write PHP or how to develop a website, et cetera. And that's how my journey towards computer science began. And in those three, four years in my college, we were able to make this website or portal into a big thing, right? And we even got a sponsorship a lot of uh, times to host certain commercial things on the
0: website as well, right? So that
1: that was how my journey towards computer science and learning code, et cetera started.
0: That's amazing. And having that kind of a mindset of solving a problem at that early age is is something that doesn't come commonly. Uh, I remember uh, my interest into computer science came because I loved playing games Uh, and uh, the time duration that you said, 2005 and 2006. The the best thing that I could think of doing with the computers at that age was playing Dave. (laughs) And uh, that is what uh, developed into a uh, interest in computer science or software engineering later on. Because I, uh, I started out with the aim of building games for people, and uh, and at the same time you were trying to solve an actual problem. That's that's really great to hear.
1: Yeah. So I would I would uh, spend my entire days and nights just trying to learn things and trying to code and trying to uh, build this website. Right. So yeah and so that was interesting so i figured out yeah this is what i love doing and time just goes by doing that stuff right so that sort of became my passion
0: so abhishek you had an equally interesting story about uh, your internship experience uh, i'm pretty sure our listeners would be very interested in knowing that
1: yeah baljit so uh, we were talking about uh, challenges right and and how do you sort of take challenges how do you face them and how do you uh, emerge successful out of those challenges right so yeah so this is around my one such challenge uh which happened during my internship days right so i remember i joined this company called netapp which is into storage uh, systems right and i was part of a research team there so on the very first day when i met my mentor there so he gave me a very vague very open-ended problem statement so and the problem statement which he gave me was there are these different open source databases like MySQL or Cassandra or whatever, right? Is there a possibility or uh, or can we sort of develop one common storage engine for all these different databases? Is that, is that possible or not, right? So that was the problem statement given to me. And the next statement that he told was, and hey, Abhishek, uh, don't come to me asking what to do because even I don't know what to do, right? So that was a very interesting,
0: very challenging uh, problem statement to me i do not know whether to be scared or excited about the problem because uh, the prospect of solving this kind of problem that early in your career is something very exciting but what your mentor said at that point of time scares me a little (laughs) true baljit and even i was
1: totally scared uh, when i when i heard this right but again i took this up as a challenge and uh, again this was something which i had never done i had no exposure to databases forget about the internals of databases right, right. Uh, and i had no exposure to open source uh as well so i took this up as a challenge and uh, see uh, more than solving the problem itself, what what i learned was how do you scope the problem right and how do you make continuous progress or or uh, or how do you make progress on a day-to-day basis right because this problem statement as it appears is very vague and open-ended right like you can go in a direction and get lost, right? So how do you make sure that you are picking one scoped mini problem at a time, solving it and then moving ahead, right? So I think that's another thing which I learned apart from obviously the uh, technical skills, right? And at the end of the internship, I was successfully able to hack MySQL and Cassandra and I was able to show a common storage engine working with these two different databases, right? And when I showed it to my mentor, he was obviously impressed and uh, his words were, I never thought this would work. And so this is amazing uh, what you've done, which later became a full-time project in the team. Right, So that was a good achievement. But yeah, in the hindsight, I was really scared when I got this project. I was not even sure whether, I'll, uh, whether this will be possible or not possible. But yeah, taking this up as a challenge and making sure you're making pro- progress day by day is what helped me uh, achieve this.
0: Would it be fair to say that you solving and overcoming this challenge made you what you are today as a software engineer as an and as an architect?
1: can say that, Baljeet. Time and
0: again, what
1: I have enjoyed doing is taking up new and new challenges, right? And I think probably that has uh, also helped me to sort of understand different types of domains, different types of problems, different horizontal, different verticals, right? For me, if I am faced with a problem statement and if I'm not nervous about it, I don't enjoy it. Right. So, uh, that is, uh, that is what I like about solving problems, uh, because see if the problem is simple, if the problem is not exciting, not challenging, or if it is something which you have done already before, then you're not growing. Yeah. That's, that's something which I take up as a challenge and I enjoy doing it.
0: What advice would you give to our young listeners so that they can also adapt this mindset that don't be afraid of the challenges, overcome them, learn more, what advice would you share with them?
1: Uh, I think one one thing which at least I would like to see in young members who join my team would be, I think the, the first one would be to stay curious, right? And basically be curious about anything that you are doing. Ask questions around why you are doing that, right? See, many a times you may get complacent, within, uh, complacent with your work or with your environment or with your setup, right? And being complacent, in my opinion, does not help you grow. One thing is, again, as I mentioned, right, being curious, trying to always figure out why something works or why it works that way. And this will again help you develop not just breadth, but also depth, right? So if you are curious about each and everything, then you will definitely try to explore more and you will try to learn more about uh, that topic. That's one part. The second advice which I would like to give to young folks would be on communication again, right? Uh, And I think uh, this is what I have learned the hard way. Uh, which is again not not just about verbal communication, but also written communication, right? So verbal communication is important because you need to not just convey your point, but you also need to understand what the other person is saying, right? You also need to understand where different folks are coming from, what their biases are, or what their backgrounds are, or w- what's running in their mind, right? So that you can connect better to them and you can convey them your point in manner in, in which they understand it better. That's on the verbal communication. Similarly, a lot of times as engineers, we underestimate the importance of uh, written communication as well, right? Uh, And a lot of folks I meet would not like to, let's say write documents. But again, in my opinion, and this is something which I've learned at RazorPays, is is the importance of written documents, right? Written document, uh, in my opinion, more than helping the other person, it helps you more because you are able to put your thoughts down into one document and you are able to question your thought process itself and then you are able to evolve your thought process as you evolve the document. And obviously once you have evolved your thought process and you have answered all the questions that come to your mind into that document, obviously when you share it with your stakeholders or with uh, other people, they, they will also understand it and you are saving a lot of time for yourself where you are not repeating the same thing again and
0: again. So I think uh, that's another thing. I can add to that, Avisek, when I joined Razorpay, after a few days, I was asked to write one document about a new feature that I was developing at that time. And uh, I felt very odd and awkward about it because till that point of time, I never wrote documents about uh, the architecture or the design or the uh, detailing of the features. All I did was uh, I'll go to the whiteboard, do a little bit of brainstorming discussion with multiple folks, maybe multiple times, but never put in the effort of writing it out so that other people could understand, or even I could explain it to them better. So I had a hard time doing that in in the beginning, but I was uh, really able to see a lot of value in it just within a few months. Initially I started out with with aversion to that. I didn't want to do it. I was asked to do it. That is why I was doing it. But I was, I was so happy that I didn't need to repeat the same things again. And again, that document acted as, uh, as something which people could refer multiple times.
1: So, uh, and, and just to add to it, uh, right, Baljeet, uh, in, in software engineering writing code is probably 10% or 15% of the work, right? Most of the work or most of the effort or most of the time goes into, why we are doing, if you are doing something, and if we have to do something, then how do we do it? A good documentation would help you cut down a lot of time in, in these aspects, right? Which is around why, what, and how of it, right? So you can convey it much better, much easier in a much faster way. And then you'll have a lot of time to code and do like things that you enjoy the most. right? <laughs> so that's another way to look at things.
0: So Abhishek, we are around the end of our episode today. I would like to end the today's discussion with one final question. It's been more than 10 years that you have started working uh, from being a fresher or as an intern in one company to being an architect at CRED. What changes have you seen in yourself?
1: I would say there are changes in multiple dimensions. Uh, So obviously in technical dimension, I have learned a lot of Breadth in a lot of areas. I've also gone deep into some specific areas, right? That's on the technical uh, side of things, right? Uh, Similarly, we talked about communication. So over time, I've also learned uh, how do you better communicate. The other dimension is on uh, the understanding of the ecosystem as uh, as a whole, right? Uh, And what I mean by understanding of the ecosystem is, is more around not just tech side of things but also let's say business or product side of things right because all of us engineers are basically problem solvers we are here to solve a problem and we are here to solve a problem for a business right so having context around business around product around uh, users or consumers of your product will also immensely help you in your career right so i think that is another dimension which in which i've seen growth uh, in my career or last uh, 10 plus years right so not just sticking myself to pure tech side of things, but also understanding why we are doing something and for whom we are doing and what is the best way to do it, right? The other thing and a very important thing I would also like to call is around trade-offs, right? Uh, see, most of the times in the world that we live, we have so much to do and we have so little time and so, so little uh, resources, right? So there are always trade-offs in terms of what you can do and what you cannot do. I think understanding those trade-offs and making sure that you are solving for short-term without compromising the long-term or without compromi- compromising the long-term game, right, is also important. And many a times it is not an easy decision and requires, uh, again, a lot of technical deliberation, a lot of uh, stakeholder management, uh, making people aware what is real priority urgency versus what is not and what can be hack versus what needs to be solved the elegant way right uh, is this is again something which i think i've
0: developed over time thanks a lot abhishek for giving us your precious time today uh, i'm pretty sure your nuggets of wisdom would help a lot of young engineers and product managers in their career uh, thank you for making the time and we wish you a good luck
1: thank you thanks a lot Baljeet, for having me it was fun talking to you